Hello, and welcome to Believe It, Achieve It. I am your host, Nicole Winley, and I believe everyone should be living the life of their dreams. This show is going to be a weekly dose of magic to help guide you to living your best life. When you feel good, then success in all areas of your life is easy to achieve. I love to empower people to discover their dreams and to ignite their lives. This show will be full of personal development stories and skills to help you take your life to the next level. My guests will be health and wellness experts and amazing spiritual beings, as well as everyday people with stories and lessons to help guide you through the ups and downs and help you get one step closer to living the life of your dreams. I want this podcast to be real and unpolished, full of honesty to show the realness of life. Here's to living your best life with gratitude and love. Are you ready? Let's get started. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Believe It, Achieve It. I am your host, Nicole Winley, and I know I say this at the start of every podcast, but when I stop saying it, I should probably stop having a podcast, but I'm so excited and so blessed and honored to have my dear, dear friend, Kelly McCullers, as my guest today. So welcome, 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 Kelly. Hi, how are you? I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I'm so happy. So I was thinking about how I would introduce you, obviously, as my dear friend, but you are are so much more and somebody that I've always looked up to since I met and you inspire me in so many ways. But, you know, I was looking at your bio on your Instagram and it touched me so much. I was like, these are perfect words. And and this is how um, this is how I am introducing you today. So you are forever aspiring to inspire. I mean, how beautiful is that? <laughs> and you are the owner of Latin Low, a beautiful jewelry company. And I love that you said, and this was so, so powerful to me, is that you said, we grew an idea into a multi-million dollar business. Instead of I grew an idea, we, right? Yeah. It's your team. It's you. It's, I love it. And you, you also said that if I can, then you can. And woo, I love it. I love it, right? right? <laughs> That's right. Because <sighs> there's nothing right. in life that we can't do. Absolutely. There's 100%. things we may not want to do, but there's things that we can't do. So welcome. 100%. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so proud of you, okay? Because <laughs> let's just brag on you for a minute, okay? Because this podcast is amazing. I've listened to some episodes. I cannot wait to, you know, be able to listen to the ones that you do in the future. But girl, you're on fire. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. And I have to say that you had a lot to do with this. And I'm pretty (laughs) sure you don't realize. But years ago, I don't even know how many years ago, we were at a party. And, you know, I've all, let me go back. You and your husband are just two really awesome people. Oh, thank you. You know, you and your husband together, like you're just, you know, and I met you when you guys first started dating is when I kind of first met you and now you're married. And, you know, I tell people, you know, how beautiful you guys are because I, I share your story a lot because it has a lot to do with where I am today. But, you know, you guys are just awesome on every level business, personal, like on everything. You just shine. And, you know, like... 
you draw the right people to you. Your energy mm-hmm. is beautiful. And so we were at, we were at a party <laughs> at a party years ago and just I don't know, having a party, right? Or whatever, mm-hmm. having a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and you were telling me that you went to this seminar and I was like Tony Robbins, you know, like okay, whatever, you know, I heard of him, <laughs> you know, we've all heard of him, right? Oh, yeah. And you were telling me about it. And I was like, well, that just sounds insane. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking 12 hours and people are crying and people are hugging and people are having the best time. And you walked across fire. And then I got your husband involved, Justin. I was like, she walked across fire. And he was like, I've never been so proud of my wife ever. Like, <laughs> she did it. And we did it. And I was like, that just sounds nuts. Yeah. Like, but it stayed in my mind (laughs) it stayed in my mind and with me Kelly because I admired so much and I saw the beauty and who you were and I saw the success you were growing each and every day you and you guys were growing Mm -hmm. together each and every day and it was so beautiful and I'll tell you you know I was like let me look into this Tony Robbins stuff you know (laughs) I mean I can't I mean I look up to you and your husband so much and I I was watching from behind the scenes you know and it was beautiful and And I'll tell you, you kind of gave me that nudge to go to my first Tony Robbins event where my life was forever changed. So So (laughs) how good is Tony, right? Like that's, it's so, it's just crazy people, unless you experience it, it's one of those things that you think like, okay, these people are crazy. They're walking across hot fires. What do you mean? You don't go to the bathroom. What do you mean? What do you mean? He doesn't go to the bathroom. You don't eat. How do you want to high five me right now? Like, what what are you doing? Why do you keep saying yes? All the things, but it is truly life-changing. And I think that if you go when it's the right time for you to go in your life, because you, you know, you can be standing at the door of opportunity most of your life and never really seek to open it. But I think when you're at the right point in your life where you are open to something and you're seeking change or seeking improvement and you go to something like that, you can't help but be affected. And it was a huge blessing in my life. And it's obviously been a huge blessing in your life because it's been like, you're a whole new person. (laughs) I mean, I like to think that I was so, you know, so blessed by, and I, and I know that I was, I've gone to other ones since then. I know you have as well, but, but I was, when you first went, I mean, it was like, it was rewarding for me, you know, and it goes back to that, you know, always aspiring to inspire because that's what, that's what life is. You know, you just, if you get something good that you feel like is a good gift, you you want to give that gift away. So if you get something, you're like, this is so good. I don't want to keep this to myself. And that's how I felt at the time. And girl, you are thriving now. I love it. It was such a good event. I love it. (laughs) But living is giving, right? That's right. And it's, it's so, it so is, I mean, now I volunteer for him. (laughs) (laughs) Which makes me so happy. I was, I like, oh, I'm so happy. Right. To be a crew member and to serve on that level is, is unlike anything. So I have honestly have you, you and Justin to, to, to thank for that. Cause I, I don't know, you know, I, I just kept thinking, you know, Kelly is a woman of faith. She has this amazing energy. She's beautiful on the inside and out. Her business is thriving. They're, oh my gosh, now they're getting married. Like, like I did, and I was like, you know, this stuff is, there's something to this. Yeah. <laughs> and awesome. I also remember you guys had a, a coach. You guys uh, got a coach. And, I, and I'm a coach now. So and I remember thinking, 
a life coach? I mean, okay. And now that's, that's what I do. It's so, funny. <laughs> so Kelly, tell us about Latin Low and tell us the, about the story. And I'll beat into it because I, I love that day that we spent together talking about your dream. So oh, thank about you. your, your dream. Well, you know, I thought I was like, I always, always have trouble kind of trying to like condense things down because I feel like the last seven years, six years that we've been working on this has been an eternity, but you know, so many different things have happened, milestones, highlights, lowlights, all those things. But basically if I were to kind of give an idea of where it all started, I was working in a food and beverage position for a company and I worked there, you know, pretty much most of my twenties. And I'd gotten to a point where, you know, it was all kind of fun and games. I was making pretty good money. And then I realized that I had kind of plateaued and I wasn't happy anymore. And the position that was above what I was supposed to do next isn't, wasn't one that I wanted. And there's nothing wrong with working in the food and beverage industry. I think it's amazing. And it actually afforded me a great lifestyle when I was you know, younger and things like that. And I have really great friends who've made an amazing living in it and still do. And it's great, but it wasn't my calling. And I think that whenever you get to a point where maybe something isn't the right fit any longer, you know, things can be for you, but maybe only for you for a season. And if you go through that season and you're still there and you start to feel that friction between I'm doing this, but I'm something's off. I'm not happy. I wasn't happy. I got to a point where I was dreading going to work every day. I was miserable. I was depressed. I recently ended a relationship. I was not happy with, I always felt like there was more that I wanted to do and that I wasn't fulfilled. I knew I wasn't fulfilled, but I kind of explain it when I try to explain it in words to people. It felt like I was at the beginning of a race and I was ready for the race. I mentally trained for the race. I was prepared for the race and I was not afraid of the race, but I felt like I couldn't find the starting line. And I felt like, Even trying to get to the starting line, I was in quicksand and my feet just couldn't move. Where do I go and how do I start? And that was just this problem that I felt like I have to get past this. I was afraid that if I quit my job, I didn't have anywhere to go work, that I would be any more fulfilled than where I was. I had not gone to, I had not finished college. I'd started college and didn't finish college. I was bored out of my mind, dropped out of classes to pay the bills and ended up getting promotions. So I stayed, you know, in my job and just did that route. You know, I was like, well, I can make more money staying, you know, at work than I can if I'm broke paying $400 college books. So I quit doing that for a while, but man, I was in a dark place and I did not know kind of what to do, but I, I knew that I'd always want to be an entrepreneur. I'd always want to do my own thing. I watched my dad work at a business for all of his life. And whenever he had heart problems, they let him go. And so here he was at a point in his life where he had given his, all of his youth to a company. And whenever he kind of needed them the most, he became a liability that they had, they needed to cut costs with. And I, and I told myself I would never be that right. for the company. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I knew I wanted to be my own thing, but I didn't really know kind of how to make that leap of faith. And finally, I just, I was like, Kelly, you're kind of, I could see myself becoming a bad employee, if that makes sense. I was always the employee that wanted to achieve and like make my superiors proud and get the raise and do these things. But I could see my, my performance. I could see my own performance dropping. I'm like, I'm going to get myself fired if I don't figure this out because 
I'm not showing up on time. I don't want to be here when I'm here. It's coming off in my aura. Okay. My energy is bad. And I've gotten to a point where I can feel it because I'm too afraid to just walk away. And I think that's how people get in life, which is where I was getting in life. I was living that straight line. Exactly. And if we're not growing, we're dying. So we got... Exactly. And that is where, again, where that aspiring to inspire comes from because people and I... And that's why when you taste that freedom that's on the other side of kind of pushing through that comfort zone and when you taste that freedom that's on the other side, even the bad parts taste better than they do. Well, I'll tell you though, Kelly, you had that it was like magic. You had that passion and you were determined and you were so passionate about it. I remember you talking to me about it when you were first getting it started and that's what kept you going. 100%. But also too, it's like, you know, so eventually I decided, I was like, okay, so I was always into fashion or accessories and all that stuff. And this is like right around the time of- Yes, yeah, I will say for the listeners, you know, if Kelly was coming to the party, you had to step <laughs> your game up, honey. You had to step <laughs> your game up. It's so funny. It's so funny because now I feel like I never really get like dressed up. Well, I want to get, because they know I'm going anywhere right now. But it's funny because I, it's, people always say that, but I, yeah, I've always been a girly girl. I do love my accessories. I love a good reason to get dressed up, you know, but you know, at the time there weren't a lot of options to do, uh, to buy accessories. So I would go to the mall back in, back in the day when we actually went to the mall, I'd go to the mall and you could always find like cute outfits, but you couldn't really find like that go-to accessory. They were either like super cheap and kind of like, eh, or they were on the more expensive side and maybe not even worth it, but not the piece I was looking for. So I said, you know, I, think I want to get into having an accessories business. Like I think that I want to get into jewelry. It's right up my alley. I love accessories. I love jewelry and I want to do this. So didn't really have much in savings, didn't have any business degree, didn't have, well, anything. Yeah. (laughs) You had the drive and you had the passion. Except the drive and the passion and the friction of the soul of knowing that I wasn't where I was supposed to be. So long story short, back in that day, my my job had at different points throughout my my tenure there, they had matched a 401k contribution. So come to find out I had ten thousand dollars in that account. Woo! Right. <laughs> so here's the thing. I was so ready and I was so mentally checked out. And I knew that I wanted to, I was like, I'm going to do this accessories business. I'm going to do it. And I just had to jump. I had to go. I put my resignation in like a year prior and never even put it in. I was afraid to put it in. And finally, I just, I put in my resignation. I remember the day. It felt like a huge weight had been lifted off my shoulders. And I told people that I was retiring for the mini retirement party. And I referred to it as my mini, mini retirement party because of the quote that we all know that says, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And so I was ready to not hate what I did every day and do what I loved. And then I would not consider that work. Okay. That would be like my passion. So I kind of, you know, played around with my little mini retirement people. Some people were like, what are you winning the lottery? Like, what are you doing? You're retiring. How old are you? What are you talking about? Man, she must have some family money. What happened to Kelly? She got (laughs) all of which were not true, but I had, I, you know, I had that money in there. So I, I had to come up with this like scheme. I was like, I've got to figure out how I can go after my dreams on a limited budget and make this work. So if you take out a draw on your 401k early, 
you take a penalty on it. It's about, it's like some fees and like 10% off the top, I believe. So most financial advisors would recommend against this. Right. But it's $10,000. And what I thought in my mind was like, you know what, this $10,000 could really help me in starting a business right now. And it's not going to make or break my retirement when I'm at retirement age. Right. Right. Because I mean, if I mean, for $10,000 away, we got to do a lot more savings to go. Okay. So I said, it's right at that amount where, yeah, it's, you know, it does, it does kind of stink to have to take that, that uh, fee off the top. But if I do this right, I can use this to help me survive, buy some material and get started. The other thing that I did is I went back to school. A lot of people don't know this, but I took a student loan out to take care of my college classes and to take care of applicable living expenses during the time. There's no way I was going to get a business loan. So I took out the student loan and I had to jump through hoops there's for that. There's always a way. Though there's, there's always a way. a way. It's that's exactly what it was because I was going through my, you know, there wasn't family money. Wasn't an option. My own, you know, I didn't have a large amount of savings, et cetera. So I was like, how can I figure this out? So then I took business classes that were directly related to e-commerce so at the time, e-commerce was still way behind where brick and mortar retail was at the time. It was still kind of like this trailing trend. Mm-hmm. But all, you know, I took this class and I, I just felt confident that online businesses were going to grow. And it's crazy. I took this class on e-com and they predicted that the next couple of years that e-com was actually going to outgrow retail. <laughs> and the very, the second year of my business, it did. But it was so cool because because where I'd failed in school before, not failed literally, I, I did well, but failed as in failed to keep attention and stay at it. For once, I was actually really into it because I was taking the classes that I needed to actually, I could go home that very same day and apply them to my website and my e-commerce business that I was starting. So I did that for a couple seasons or a couple semesters. That money helped me. My 401k money helped me. It went into the first supplies. And I was getting to a point where I was like, okay, we launched the store. We did all these things. It was banglejangle.com was like the original like concept of it. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I remember like, it's so funny. Like I remember when I had this idea, I was sitting in my garage and we had, you know, I opened the store, Bangle Jangle. It was going to sell accessories, all these things. And then I had this idea to create a necklace, not just buy things that other people have made from different artists and resell it and things like this. But I had this idea to put coordinates on jewelry. And I was like, I haven't seen this done before. I wonder if people would like this, but I didn't even know how to do it. So girl, I went to, (laughs) I went to Ace Hardware and I bought a stainless steel washer that you would use in like a, like a washing machine part. I don't know any kind of random part a washer goes into. I don't even know what those go into. But I buy this and I buy like a cheap hand stamping kit from the store. And I look up the coordinates for my house and I just hand stamp by hand. There weren't even like, you couldn't even get a degree symbol stamp back then, which you have to use in coordinates. I had like kind of made my own random one with like a toothpick or something. And I showed, I went upstairs and I showed my roommate at the time. And I said, look at this. Do you think people would want this for like, you could get the coordinates of where you got married or where you bought your first home or where you met someone or where you went to school. Like, do you think people would be into this? Now, mind you, 
This was a hand stamped stainless steel washer. I think I put like rope around it. I mean, it was mm, okay. Let's just say humble beginnings. Well, I don't know if you remember, but you and I went to lunch, and you were showing me. Yes, that was that was like we step up. That was those were the graduated aluminum by then. But we had left it at the table, and the manager or the the owner, sorry, I hope he doesn't listen. The owner kept it years later, and I was able to give that back to you. Your first prototype. It was so awesome. But yeah, I so I made. I made this piece and my roommate was like, oh, I think this people would be into this. Now she could have been saying that because she didn't want to hurt my feelings. I don't know. I was into it. It was a rough prototype, that's for dang sure. (laughs) But yeah, so, you know, long story short, I was like, okay, I've got this jewelry business. Now I have an actual line of jewelry that fits into it. And it was going to be the coordinates line by Bangle Jingle is eventually kind of how it started because it was just going to be like a little like kind of spinoff of, you know, the the jewelry, you know, store that I had started. Get your creative side, you know, your Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But then my mom, bless her heart, she cold called some stores. I showed her and she was like, you know, I think, I think people would be into this. And I said, I wonder if we can get it into stores. I have a friend, you know, or Carly. Yes. Bourbon and bow ties. Okay. She had, I knew she was doing wholesale. And I said, you know, I know that, I know that we could do wholesale. I know Carly's done it. Maybe, maybe stores would be into it, but I'm not the one to cold call. I, I hate it. It makes me feel uncomfortable. I hate getting hung up on. I take that kind of stuff personal. <laughs> Some people, I could never be like a person on the phone calling people trying to get them to like sell something. Cause girl, I just would. <laughs> See, that's I, me. That, that's where I come in. That's where I come in. <laughs> I could not do it. I could not do it. But my mom did. So she, she called and she had the nerve to just kind of cold call some stores. We got our first couple stores to pick it up. Uh, the very first store to ever buy it was in Amelia Island, a store that it's, I, oh gosh, I want to remember. It's like ship. I can't remember their store name. Gosh, oh. I feel so bad. I'll look at it. Maybe we'll know by the end of it. They bought it. And I remember we just like celebrated and it was so cool. But can I tell you that we were so broke at the time, we didn't even have gas money to go see it in the store. So at that time, my mom was at a, in a position where she was giving blood to make money. And it's crazy because you think about where you come from and these highs and these lows. And one of the reasons for me starting a business and even wanting to be successful in life is that, you know, the book, the saying, start with why, what's your why? Yeah. Right. Because if you don't know what your why is, there's a lot of shiny objects to get you distracted and put you kind of right back where you started in an area where you feel very empty still. So one of my whys was always, you know, my mom had me at a young age and I always wanted to be able to give back to her. And I wanted to be able to kind of like, you know, not, I want to say provide for her. She's very capable of providing for herself, but she had me at a young age and she had every opportunity to either adopt me or abort me. And she didn't. And she was making like $3 an hour when she was younger, trying to support me at 17 years old. And she went through a lot, you know, she went through the fire. So I always wanted to give back to her. And, and so oh, we how I love your mom. You know, I love yeah, her. <laughs> she's, she's got a big heart. She really has a big heart. She always puts people in front of her. 
So she helped me do that. And, you know, again, we were just at a position where we couldn't even go see the dang store when they finally did order. And it was like, we were putting it in cloth bags. I made a stamp to stamp an anchor on it, like all this (laughs) stuff. And long story short, we did that for a while and it, it just kind of ballooned by the grace of God. It took over. We were in 400 stores within a year. We were going to trade shows. I didn't even know what trade shows were. People were asking me for line sheets. I didn't really know what line sheets were. My first one I made like out of a, I can get copy and paste. It makes me cringe when I look back on it. But, you know, I was cold emailing people and she was cold calling people. And we, I was hand stamping them all. I was, we were still hand stamping. It was very, well, I was hand stamping. She was kind of helping with the sales. And thank God, we definitely got stores that said no, and that's fine. Uh, they're lost. But then we got a lot of stores that actually said yes. And those beginning stores are really what fueled the company to be able to afford to continuously refine and get better and to be able to eventually get into the better quality metals. And I just kind of learned along the way by the seat of my pants as well. And one little side story I do want to mention because it is such an integral part of the story I was hand stamping every single piece, which meant that, you know, in the jewelry world, if you're hand stamping something, you're basically putting a little die or something to the metal. You're hitting it with a hammer. So if you mess up or don't kind of hit it the right way, you can ruin the piece or it could double imprint and all this stuff. So I had gone through, we had our biggest order of all, which is like 60 something pieces from a store in Rhode Island. Ah. We screamed when the story order came through. Celebrate the wins, right? Celebrate the wins. We absolutely celebrated that win. Win. And I was making the jewelry. And when I tell you, I was on the very last piece and realized I had done the wrong coordinates. And I didn't really have the money to eat on that sale. That was our biggest order to date. And I thought, this is it. I can't even get these things. I'm not even profitable yet. I can't even get these, this order right blah, 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 blah. I don't even have the money to reinvest into this. And I took a loss on that order. And it was, it went from being this like big order. It was going to be the, oh, it's so nice to taking a full loss on it. And that was like such a setback. But I told Justin, my boyfriend at the time, I was like, I think I need like an engraver. I need something to help me do these more accurately and with more precision. And I can do better metals if I can not have to worry about messing them up so easily. And so it was a loss, but it was a gain. It was definitely one of those moments that was like kind of like, a, you know, like you said, like a, a gain and a light bulb moment. So anyways, we, I look up this company to go see if we can go get, you know, check out engraver, check out machines, whatever to help. And we go and it was like, I think the beginning was like a couple grand. It was like $6,000 for this machine. And uh, we looked at what it could do and we're like, man, you know, like that would be such a game changer. I'd be able to make such more beautiful pieces and not mess up and all these things and you know I'd have a lot less waste and this this could really help but I didn't have the money at this time by at this point I moved in with Justin because I could barely afford couldn't afford rent anymore I could barely afford anything because the money that I did have was pretty much running out every money that I was making from the sales were going back into the business to grow it which I think that should always be the case but there just wasn't a lot of extra funds to be had and I so remember. many times for you to throw your hands up and say, oh, so I'm many. out. <laughs> so, so many. And it got to a point where I started thinking I'm going to have to go back to work. I'm going to have to get another job. And I, I didn't want to even think about that because I knew that if I did, 
I would put my dream on hold and I may, and the fire might burn out and I might lose another couple of years. And I knew I would end up still whatever. And so I was like, I'm not going back. Like I have to make this work. But I was like, I can't afford, I can't afford that machine right now. I'm just going to have to figure something else out. I didn't have the credit to get a loan. It just wasn't the timing for it. I remember I was sitting in my garage, hand stamping a piece one day and Justin came over and he said, I got that engraver for you today. And I said, I said, what? He's like, I ordered that engraver for you. And he goes, and you do not have to pay me back. He said, I believe in you. I saw the difference that it would make in your business. And I want you to have it. And I, it'll be here in a week. I cried. <laughs> I, I, I did not know I'm that. Really Kelly. Really <laughs> Justin just went up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So I mean, as people, you know, listeners don't know, but he's a business, he's an entrepreneur himself. And so I'm very blessed in that aspect if he understands the business side of things. And I'm even more so blessed that he believed in me and believed in my vision, didn't think I was crazy and didn't put the burden of me on me of owing him or having to pay him back. Or I went and got this and, you know, here's how you can pay me back. And all stuff. he gave it to me free and clear. And it was on the outside watching because you know what you and Justin did is, is you guys grew together. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You guys grew together and that's beautiful. It's beautiful. So go on. I'm so so good. good. But no, so he got this machine and I was floored. I was so grateful. And honestly, that was one of the pivoting moments of the business too, because at that point I could lose less material. I could then upgrade to metals like sterling silver, I could Google my way through figuring out what the heck I was doing and what suppliers to use and all this stuff that I just did not know, but would come to find out, but we were able to just really elevate to, you know, where we're at now. I think it was about two years after that, maybe three years after that, we, probably three years after that, we surpassed a million dollars in sales the first in a year. And that was always a huge goal of mine. But none of that would have happened if it weren't for the things that happened before and for obviously, you know, for the blessing that I had with Justin and, you know, my mom helping and the team that we brought on to help. And, you know, and that's why I always say we, because the, even the team we have now, we have such a great team and an idea is one thing. Being the visionary is one thing. You can have an idea all you want, but the, the biggest companies in the world don't thrive without the people that are helping the, the dream come true. That's actually a problem I also have when people say, you know, quit your job, don't work for somebody else, don't do this. First of all, absolutely. If you want to quit your job and go after it, do that because that's what I did and I swear by it. But I also know that it is also someone else's dream to help be the mover of things and to be able to go home at night and have and be able to turn off and to be able to not have to be the visionary or the mover or the shaker because what they thrive on is helping other people and helping organizations thrive. And so I think regardless of what side of the aisle you're on, whether you want to be the entrepreneur or you want to be the badass employee, or and I, I don't even say employee, I say team member because they're team members. So regardless of whatever side you're on, if you're fulfilled doing it, then that's where you're supposed to be, right? Yes, so yes. like, I don't think everyone's meant to be an entrepreneur. But I do thank God for the ones that don't want to be entrepreneurs that are on my team that help us because without them, I could not do it all. 
and yeah. they, they've been so those they've been so instrumental. We've got a really great team, really great team. So yeah, so that was pretty much where we're at now. We're we're doing. A I mean, Kelly, I can now. remember. You know, I can remember taking pictures on TV. I go, oh my God, there was a Latin love. So, <laughs> so it is, it's your standard, do I say standard? But it is like yeah. the bar necklace, the bar yeah. necklace with mm-hmm. the coordinates on. We all know them, right? Yeah. And I remember pausing my TV, taking a picture and sending it to you and being, oh my God, oh my God, Latin love, Latin love, Latin love. It's <laughs> Look, it's on a Victoria's Secret runway. Yeah. Hey, yes. <laughs> Yeah, we've been very blessed. We, you know, we made we did make jewelry for the Kardashians, for the Kardashian stores, which they've closed their stores since then. But we've made it for uh, celebrities. We have done jewelry for the Oscars and the Grammys. Oh, right, we had a that. Grammy party. Yeah, oh yeah, that was so fun. I remember that. It was so cool. I was like, um, what? Oh my gosh, we, she's in the swag bag. Weren't you in the swag yeah. bag? Ah, so, we, yes. so all the presenters and performers of the Grammys got it. And then we've done a, we did a thing. I was so proud of you. I was so proud of you. I mean, thank you. Oh. Thank you. It's been fun, but you know, I think the things with celebrities and the bigger name things like being on, you know, the doctors or whatever, like a television show or whatever it is. That's so fun. Like we, we were just watching a, a, the Christmas special Ellen did and three of the people that she had that she gave the, you know, the gifts to, or like, you know, the celebrities would do something for them. All like three different people that she did that for were all wearing her bar necklace, which is insane. We even looked up, which was insane. Right. So like that kind of stuff is like always such a really cool thing for me. But I also, what really matters to me the most is the stories we get from customers me walking, if I'm in another city and I pass someone, I'm like, is that Latin low? And they're like, yeah, you know, and I always ask them about their story. What do your coordinates mean to you? And they tell me something. Half the time, I don't even tell them I'm the owner. I just think it's really cool when I ask them about their story. But you're truly one of the most humble people <laughs> I know. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> and talking about coordinates and their meaning, I tell you, I don't leave my house without my two very important rings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you guys have to check her out check her out latin love if you don't know because she has more than just necklaces it's a yeah. full jewelry yeah. line and i was baptized love and it. i was like what do i what do, oh what is it what is it? i need a latin love so i got my coordinates mm-hmm. yep. my baptism and it says blessed so good. And then also after my first Tony Robbins event when my entire life changed and i had no idea it changed Mm-hmm. And I took a photo that day and I went back to that photo and got the coordinates. And that's the other ring I wear on my finger and it says, say yes. So I don't leave my house without those two rings on. And I now have added, so I'm stacking, right? So I have the two. I love it. Yeah, look at you. I have, I have a green, I got a green stone for greenness for protection. So that goes right in between. And I had to have it fit the, it. right in between those finger or those rings. And I love it. Uh-oh. They truly mean everything to me. Like I will look down and I'll twirl them, you know, and you can see it and I'll see, say yes or blessed or something. And mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean? It's, they mean everything to me. And that's what it, that's what's about it. Like the stories that we get are flooring. And I think that that, that's what sets it aside. And I think that's what's kept me going because, you know, though we were the first to come out with it, we were the first full line of jewelry. We, of course, you know, had people 
I'll say it nicely, inspired by the line <laughs> that started after us. You know, and that's always going to happen. It bothered me at first, but that's always going to happen. But I know that, you know, our passion behind the product and our passion of what it represents to our customers keeps us so, so pumped to do this. We get, I mean, we've gotten stories that would just make, oh gosh. I mean, people have proposed with Latin Low. People have gotten it to where they have spread ashes to someone. We had a woman get it because her son was buried in a city and they had to move away and she felt like she was leaving him and she wanted to um, feel like she was still connected to him. And so she, I don't know, we just have some amazing, amazing stories that, I don't know, I can't even explain. They're touching, they're amazing. And I feel like we have really cool customer family. Like it's just, this belief that, you know, the things that happen to us in life and the memories that happen to us in life are worth mem- are worth remembering. And they're such good conversation starters because we get so used to just looking down or not talking to strangers. And I love how you can have the necklace on or the piece on and someone can say, oh, what are those coordinates? And then someone would be like, oh, this is where we went. You know, we don't honeymoon to South Africa. And so it's like, oh, I went to South Africa, blah, 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 blah. And you just talk and you have those conversations with even strangers, like we all need to do more often. And I think we, we all kind of miss that. So it's been fun. There's definitely been some highs and lows in it. There was something I think a lot of people maybe don't know either. I only talk about it a lot, but we were in our first, we were probably in our second, what our second year of the line. And we were working in a very, at the time, a very small storage unit. And it was a storage unit that had, it was just so crazy. Huh? Y'all, this is real too, y'all. When, and when you mentioned a few times in your garage, she was legit yeah. in our garage. Yeah. Wedding, yeah. stamping, jewelry, man. I well, when I thought, we graduated eventually to a storage unit from the garage, <laughs> mainly because I was hammering pieces in my garage and, my, and I had my roommates in the <laughs> half part of the house. And they were gracious. They didn't really complain, but I always felt kind of bad. So I, we graduated to a storage unit. It was a storage unit with a little office in it. There was like really any AC. It was so bad. But we went from one storage, a small storage unit to like a bigger storage unit. But girl, when I say humble beginnings, I mean humble. Okay. But, I can attest um, to that 100%, Kelly. You were, I was in this storage unit. And we were actually starting to make some money. And we were, I, I think I just recently started paying myself. I paid myself last, even like after I had to hire help because I needed help and I wanted to be able to invest in the business, invest in them. And so I was finding, I t- recently kind of paid myself the first time a little bit. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is awesome. And I get a knock at the door in our little storage unit and I get handed certified mail. And I open the letter and it is a cease and desist from a company that is claiming infringement and my heart drops. Then I think to myself, some non-Christian things. And I think to myself, <laughs> some very not polite things. And then I think, okay, this is laughable. This is absolutely laughable. This is not, this is not ever going to like, this is, nothing's ever going to come of this. This is absolutely not true, etc. blah, blah, blah. Long story short, it ended up being a two-year legal battle that cost me almost $180,000 in cash. And And it almost broke you. 
and nearly broke me mentally, emotionally, financially. It was so rough. It was the first time that I realized, and unfortunately pretty soon into the business, that litigation is a tactic for some businesses to where if you appear like you're smaller or whatever, they can kind of overwhelm you in legal debt to or legal bills to try to kind of snuff out a competition where I thought they would never win. You know, I don't really want to go into the major details of it, but long story short, we we had made styles that they made after us. They took those styles, made them, and then claimed that we had sold those designs from them. Mm. And it was beyond infuriating. We were, of course, able to eventually prove ourselves and, and state our case. But no matter if you're right or you're wrong, you have to spend money to defend yourself mm. and get to the point where you kind of have your day in court, so to say. So it was... Here I was, I was like, I'm just now getting legs on this business. And I know other people, they're not getting sued. I didn't do anything wrong. We're good people. We're honest people. You know, we're original. We did this on our own. Nobody was doing this when we did this. How could they do this? And I, it was one of the most stressful times of my life. We, Justin kind of, you know, he knows he went through it with me at home, but I mean, it was bad. I think, I think my hair thinned. I would, I thinned out, everything thinned out. I was stressed. I couldn't enjoy the profits we were making because I felt like I was being, you know, sued for, and you know, attacked for what we had. And I was like, man, I can't catch a break. I'm sitting here. I, we finally got to a point after all the work I've done, we've hit the ground running. We've done the grassroots work. And I finally get to a point where we're making some money and here I am. And I, it was a lot. Well, I'll put it that way. It was, it was a low, low point. And uh, I reconnected in my faith and I got really rooted and I just reminded myself of the truth of who I was and who we were as a business and my why and became Mama Bear. Mama Bear protecting her company, protecting the livelihoods of the people that worked with me. And we had a really great, you know, attorney that helped us through it. But it was hard. It was hard. I, I postponed a wedding. I, I did a lot know, of things because yeah. of the, yeah. We the were fun. all on your butt. When are you getting married? When are you getting married? Exactly. You getting- <laughs> exactly. And what a lot of people don't realize too, is like, they were asking like, well, you know, when are you guys going to get married? When are you guys get married? And I was in a lawsuit and I was spending at sometimes $30,000 a month in legal fees out of my bank account. There was no debt or there still is no debt on the business, but that's not something I wanted, you know, to tell people, but you're not trying to walk down the aisle with, with right? like, that kind of stuff going on. It was heavy. It was can heavy. I say that that was how oh, your wedding was oh, magical. Yeah. It was Thank magic. You. Beautiful, beautiful, Thank amazing, you. beautiful day. You know, and it all turned out because I've had these, what I call like these God moments where, you know, you have these, these moments that happen. And I remember just, I just remember looking back and it was like, as soon as our legal bills started to stack up, I felt like God provided and our sales soared. Mm -hmm. So the higher our legal bills got, the higher the income got. And we, if it had happened a year before, if it had even happened later, as we brought on more people and had more overhead, we wouldn't have been able to float it. But, you know, it turns out we were in a much more financially secure position than I think the company even realized. And so that, that was, you know, a 
on the attack that the, the other company realized. And we were able to get through it by the grace of God. But it was crazy because these sales were coming in and they were just meeting. God was meeting our needs in a way that I can't even explain. And we came out on the other side. And I, I've always been just so grateful for that. I, I, one of the other God moments was in the beginning too. When I was staying, I had run out of money and I was pretty much before, you know, all this happened. And I was living with Justin because I couldn't afford rent. I had gone to church one morning and on my way I back. Love this. I, I know what you're going to say. I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> I had gone to church one morning and I, on the way back, I passed a family on the side of the road. There was a, there was a son and he was holding a sign with his parents and, or his mom. And I, I don't, I don't really know why they were out there, but I felt called to go back and I never do this. I'm not like a, I just, this was a God thing. Cause I'm not, I just don't, I don't really go talk to people or like do these things, but I felt called to go back. And so I went back I turned around and I, and I got out of my car and I went and I gave him $10 and it's all I had. And it was the, last little bit of money I actually had and I talked to the kid and I was just and it sounds crazy now because we don't hug anymore but in COVID times but I gave him a hug and just told him that it would get better you know and and gave him the money and when I drove away I remember thinking okay God that's it that's all I have and I knew that if something didn't happen soon that and I still get choked up thinking about it because I knew that if something didn't happen soon with my finances that none of this was gonna none of these I was gonna have to go back to work and um the dream was never gonna be realized but I do think looking back that those kind of acts of obedience and acts of faith and just kind of like doing what you feel is right in the moment come back to you because they did And my life is the person I was when I gave that, you know, and and I'm not saying, oh, to say I gave the money, it was $10. Like anybody could do that. But it was kind of just knowing, like, I just gave it up. To me, I was like, $10 isn't going to do anything for me. I'm broke at this point, (laughs) but but it could help them. Maybe they could get gas. Maybe, maybe he could, you know, get a sandwich or something. And so knowing that that's it. I just surrendered it. And I felt now looking back, I feel like I was broken down. I call it the breakdown to rebuild all of that, all the financial, all the everything had to be leveled. Mm-hmm. And I had to be humbled. And I had to re- remember what it felt like to be at zero. Because behind that, behind all of the stress, behind all of the drama, behind all of the depression was a life that I didn't even realize was just on the horizon. And my life now is light years different than how it was the day that I gave that kid that money, the day that I got that cease and desist letter, the day Justin came into the garage with that, with that engraver, the day my mom got the yes from the first store, all those moments led up to where we are now. And we have you know, a thriving team and thriving business, but I don't take any of it for granted. I don't take any of it for granted. And it's just crazy because my life is nothing like it was before. And I, and I will never stop being grateful for that. Mm, It's so beautiful, Kelly. And listening to you, not one time did you say I, everything (laughs) was we, 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 and that's, 
what makes you who you are. You're such a beautiful, oh, you're just, (laughs) you're an amazing human being and the world is blessed to have you on it. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. I feel, you know, my thing is, I just, I just feel like so many people limit themselves and Yes. What are the takeaways? Give us the good, juicy takeaways, Kelly. I think think the takeaway, what I want my life takeaway to be, because when I suffered from depression really bad, I had to think one of the things that I think drives people in depression is is the, what's the point? That's what it comes down to. What am I here for? You're believing lies about yourself, that you're insignificant, that you don't matter, that you're not needed, that people don't need you. And that's not enough. Yeah. You're not enough. That is the biggest lie that any of us will ever believe about ourselves. We all have something that we can help other people with. We all have a purpose. If we didn't, we wouldn't be here. And so overcoming depression for me was saying, what am I here for? And it's to make the world better. What kind of, I want my life to have been meaningful. I want there to have been a footprint left behind so that when God put me on this earth, it was to fulfill something, to fulfill a void in someone's life, to fulfill a void in someone's you know, family and their friendships and a conversation I have with people. And that means you're here for something. All of us have that. But I think that life gets to a point where we let that get drowned out by the day-to-day, the nine-to-five, or the fear of what we would do if we stepped out. And I always want to motivate people that if you feel in your heart, first of all, seek spirituality out to understand where you're at in your life. You may not be Christian, but you've got to come to, you've got to come to a point where you are still. Think about what you want. Think hard and long about what you really want your life to be. And just like your podcast says, believe it or achieve it, it may sound simple, but that's 100% what it is. The battlefield of the mind, your mind is your biggest challenge. And when you can get past that, everything you want is on the other side of that. Because you sit there, you can make up excuses, or you can just do it. Mm. You can just do it. You can figure it out. You can fail. But I can tell you from being on the side of failing, when I fail for myself, when I fail after going, because I'm going after something I want, it feels a lot better than failing at something that I hate doing to begin with. And I think that if people realize that you, everyone can have this, a life that they want and it looks different for everybody. Yes. It looks different for everybody, but you can be fulfilled. You can be happy. You can go after it. And there's no reason to settle. There's no reason to settle. My, I want everyone that I meet to feel, and if anyone hears a story, I want them to feel like they can settle. Because I say, if I can do it, you can do it. I don't have Ooh, I love it. I love it. I'm forever aspiring to inspire Kelly. You have no idea. I've said it. I've said it a thousand times. I say it to people all the time. You have inspired me. You helped create who I am today from the sidelines, you know? You inspired me so much as a human, as a businesswoman of of, of everything that you are. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. It means, it means a lot to me, but I think what you're doing is really important. You know, you want to inspire people and you know, the person that you have to be, the person listening to this also has to be ready to be inspired. You can't be in a negative space. You have to be open to challenges. You have to be open to change, but I can tell you that the decisions you make today really will change your tomorrow. In a, in a good and bad way. 
So if you make those changes, if you're in a bad spot right now, if you're not happy with what you're doing, start focusing on the changes you want to make. There, it's so possible. And if I'm telling you, if I can do it, anyone can do it. I don't come from money. I don't come from experience. I don't come, all I come from is knowing what I wanted to do. And really, if you don't know what you want to do, you got to spend time in silence and figure that out because you have a gift. Everybody has a gift. And our job, our obligation in life is like you said, to give it away because that fulfills you. You don't have to worry about what your purpose is on life. Whenever you find what gives you joy and you figure out a way to give that joy to others. Mm. That's it. That's life. Yeah, but that is. That's life. That is. A hundred percent. And it's great. And it's one of those things that you just, when you're on the other side of it, it all makes sense. You got to go through the fire sometimes, but man, it is worth it. Ah, I say that all the time. Thank you for saying that. You have to go through the fire to get to the other side and you're going to get burned, but you put the bandages on and you fight through it and it heals. And wow, is it beautiful. It's 100%, 100%. And I think everyone has it in them. You know, uh, we all do. We just got to dig deep and want it, right? Yeah, find and, your surround your, and surround yourself. Find your why. Yep. And surround yourself with people who bring it out. Because that's a big thing. You know what I mean? They always say you're an average of the five people you spend your, your time with. So look at your circle. Look at who you're spending time with. Look at even the music you're listening to, the books you're reading, everything you're putting in your mind, your heart. Look at it. Analyze it. Detox it. You know? And I think that people will be very surprised at what they can accomplish. Oh, thank you, Kelly. Thank you for being you. Thank you for that, ama- <laughs> that amazing. It's it's your life and you shared your story, ups and downs, good or bad. And, you know, you are proof that it can happen. Thank you know, you. It can happen. You can do it, right? Thank you. I appreciate that, Nikki. You are awesome. <laughs> I love this podcast so much. <laughs> I love you so much. So tell everyone where they can find Latin Loaf on Kelly. What do we do? I'm going to put it in the show notes, but tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So latinlow.com. So, at, you know, Bangle Bangle eventually became its online with, with coordinate story. It's now Latin Low. So that's L-A-T-A-N as in Nancy D-L-O.com, latinlow.com. We're also at that same handle on all our social media feeds. And then... For myself, I am at Kelly Ivy currently. <laughs> I know my husband's going to kill me at on Instagram is really where I hang out mostly. But yeah, so I haven't changed my last name yet on Instagram. It's a little hard. You know, when you get married, you got to find the right handle and stuff. But so I'm still at Kelly Ivy. My last name is now McCullers. I am married. But, but yeah, you can find me there. And that's, uh, that's pretty much where I hang out. Well, I love you so much. And thank you. Thank you for being on my podcast. It was, uh, I was so excited for this. I was so excited for this. So pleasure was all mine. (laughs) So as always, thank you for listening and make it an awesome, awesome, awesome day. And please subscribe, rate and review. Yes. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Believe It, Achieve It. I hope you enjoyed the episode and please feel free to share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review. If you have any questions or want to reach out to me, please send me an email at coachnicolewindley at gmail.com and have an awesome day.